Good morning, everyone. My name's Pete. I'm one of the leaders here at the Community Church in Faversham. It's great to have you with us this morning. I hope that you've all had a good week. Uh, I have to say on Friday, I had a particularly great start to my working day. I'm a gardener, for any of you that don't know, and the first job of the day, uh, when I got there, I was offered a bacon sandwich. And if you're as passionate about food as I am, <laughs> that would have made you really excited. Of course, I said yes, and then I got to work. Um, soon the bacon sandwich arrived. It had fresh granary bread, uh, nice amount of butter, warm, juicy bacon, oh, and, and oh, just the brown sauce with it as well, just topped it off. <laughs> Let's just be honest, it was a good sandwich. Truth be told, I found out at the last job on the day before that I might be able to expect a bacon sandwich the next day. This was good news, yet good news on its own is nothing. The real joy comes in the tasting. Without tasting, uh, the good news would, would have kind of been wasted. It, it would have just been good news and I would have missed out. Uh, Psalm 34 verse 8 says this, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Today, there is an invitation from God for all of us. No matter where we are, how we feel, God is inviting us to taste and see that he is good. He wants us to know and experience his peace. For Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So let's come expectant this morning that we will encounter him uh, as we continue working our way through um, Jesus' farewell discourse to his disciples, Jesus wants us to receive and know his peace. Today's passage in John 14 directly addresses our fears and worries, and not in a way that where we learn by coping methods as a self-help book might teach us, but it's an impartation of peace that Jesus wants to give to each and every one of us. One that can bear fruit in you, even in the most unlikely times or circumstances, as it's the peace of God himself. Let's start by reading the passage. We'll read from verse 25 in John 14. So picking up on some of what Neil spoke on last week. But this sets the context for today's uh, passage, which we're really focusing on, which is verses 27 to 31. So this is from John 14, verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that a world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. Uh, I just want to just pray for us this morning that we will taste and see that the Lord is good. God, I thank you for this invitation. Lord, that, that we may actually taste and see for ourselves that you are good. I thank you that you want us to know your peace. This peace that is beyond all understanding. You want us to know it and to live in this place of your peace.
And I just pray this morning that your Holy Spirit will come and stir, stir faith in our hearts. That as we look to you, we will receive your peace. That we will know more of you. That we will be built up and encouraged in you. Lord, thank you for all that you have done for us. We just pray, let your name be glorified in us this morning and in our week ahead. Amen. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. This verse sounds very familiar. And if we go back to where we started the series in John 14, verse 1, we'll see why. It says, let not your hearts be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me. So we've gone full circle, really. So verse one was, let not your hearts be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me. And in today's passage, in verse 27, we have, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So there is something important that Jesus sees in making sure that his disciples, that his people have peace, that we don't walk with troubled hearts. At the start of this series, we looked at how Jesus said the antidote to troubled hearts is faith in God. It's faith in him. Since then, we've only been since then, we've been on a journey where Jesus has been giving us reasons for faith in him and why this leads to us having peace. Remember, the context is Jesus preparing his disciples for leaving them to go the way of the cross so that he may prepare a way for his disciples to be restored into right relationship with God. And this isn't just for his disciples there and then, but it's for us now as well. We may have troubled hearts. We may have different things that are causing us to be anxious or to fear. Um, but Jesus has made a way that we may walk in faith, not being governed by fear, but to know peace by believing in him and by knowing him, by tasting and seeing that he is good. You see, this isn't just meant to be head knowledge, but this is meant to be heart knowledge. It's meant to be something that we experience. We're meant to, God wants us to, to experience him and to know him, to know his uh, peace with us. The Bible says, walk by faith and not by sight. Yet all too often I can find myself walking by sight, which often leads to fear. What I mean is I can focus on the circumstances of life around me that I can see. I worry about a situation. Maybe I even play out certain scenarios in my mind about what might happen in my head. And I fix my eyes on that, on the unknown, dwelling there in my thoughts, rather than fixing my eyes on Jesus, rather than fixing my eyes on God, knowing that he promises to keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is steadfast, is fixed upon him. It's, it's almost as if subconsciously I think that by dwelling on the situation and what might be, particularly what might go wrong, I find it really easy to play out those scenarios, um, or what might be hard about it, for I'll come to a place of peace and solve it myself. I'll figure out a way forwards. Yet God says, look to me, know my peace, and I'll lead you through it. I can definitely testify to the fact that, that when at times in my life where I've really managed to keep my eyes focused on God, that, that I have received his peace. I have known his peace that passes all understanding. And this isn't necessarily easy. It can be quite difficult. Uh, at times, we, we need to continually keep focusing on lifting our eyes to God uh, and receiving peace from him. But also, at times, we need to turn to others and ask for prayer and help. 
um, as we are the body of Christ. We are one family and God loves to encourage us and build us up and grow us through each other as well. And so even though we have direct access to God, that we can come boldly before his throne of grace because of what Jesus has done for us. Um, also, God loves us to, to ask for prayer from one another and to encourage and then build each other up. Often I'll find myself looking to God in times of trouble or uncertainty, but then quickly turn to focus on the situation again. It's almost a habit. It's as if my flesh wants to deal with the situation itself. This doesn't lead to peace, but it leads to troubled hearts. This isn't putting my trust in God. It's saying, I'll pray, but God, re really, I'll figure this out myself. When Jesus says, believe in me, he's saying, live your life with your eyes fixed upon me. Believe that I am God, for I laid my life down for your sin upon the cross that you may have life. As Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. Jesus died that we may have new life. To believe in Jesus, to believe in God, isn't an add-on to our lives, but it's a death to our old way of life. No longer living for ourselves, but living with a new king on the throne. Living with Jesus as Lord of our lives. So John 14 starts with Jesus saying, believe in me, let not your hearts be troubled. And by, by doing this, by having faith in God, we won't let our hearts be troubled. And now just a few verses uh, further on in the passage in verse 27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. This should grab our attention. Who leaves their peace with you or gives it to you? This is foreign to us. It's not a done thing. You might have heard of uh, people greeting each other saying, my peace I give to you. Oh, I'm sorry, they don't say that. They say, peace be with you. But you don't say, my peace I give you. If I said that, you'd think I'm weird. If I greeted you and said, my peace I give to you, like, like what, what, what even is that? I might be able to offer techniques or ideas to try and help cultivate uh, peace in your life. But no matter how much peace I personally have, I can't, I can't transfer that to you in some way. Yet Jesus says, my peace I give to you. It's interesting. Jesus knows these are the final hours before he's to be arrested and crucified. Yet he isn't focused on the horrors that lay before him and what he must go through. But he's concerned with his disciples being at peace. Peace isn't just something added on to God, but it's who he is. We see in scripture that Jesus is the Prince of Peace and that and the Lord. Jesus is the Prince of Peace and that the Lord is peace. Uh, in the book of Judges, Gideon builds an altar and it says Yahweh is peace. So God is peace. Just as he is love, he is also peace. So when Jesus is saying, my peace I give to you, he's saying, I give you myself. I am the antidote to troubled hearts. Which is why at the beginning of the chapter, Jesus says, believe in me and you won't be troubled. Jesus is saying, I give my peace I give myself to you. And as you fix your eyes on me, you won't be governed by the turbulence of life and the hardships of the world around you. But you will know peace in the storm because you will know 
my peace in the storm because you will know me with you in the storm. That's why it says in Isaiah, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast on me. God is saying, I, the immutable one, the unchanging one, the one who is the same yesterday, today and forever. The one who reigns over all, the one who created the earth and everything in it. The one who reigns. Though the storms rage, though the ground may shake, I stay the same and I am love. And I am for you so much so that I lay my life down for you, that you may have peace, that you may have my peace, that you may have my life. Our God is a God of peace. And this peace isn't just absence of conflict or turmoil, as we usually understand the word in our culture. But it's actually a positive blessing. The word used in uh, Hebrew in this passage Uh, for peace is shalom. It's talking of wholeness, well-being, completeness, fullness. You were created to be whole. And Jesus is saying, I want to bring you back to this place of wholeness. I want you to be who I made you to be. I want you to have peace with you. I want you to have peace with me. I want you to have peace with each other. And I want you to have peace within your hearts. By the way, Jesus can give us but the way Jesus can give us his peace is by going the way of the cross and going back to his father's side. By him paying the price for our sin upon the cross, we receive the blessing of his joy, the blessing of his righteousness and the blessing of his peace. Interesting though, interestingly, Jesus isn't just giving his peace to the disciples but he's also correcting their self-centeredness. Let me just read from uh, verse 28. It says, you heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the father for the father is greater than I. Jesus is saying, you're so focused on what you think is best for yourself, that you're not rejoicing at what is best for me. I laid aside my glory so that I can come to you. If you really loved me, you would be rejoicing that I'm going back to the Father, back to be with him, returning to my glory with the Father. His disciples had no joy for for Jesus going back to be with the Father. They were self-centered. They thought it was better for them for Jesus to be staying with them. They didn't fully understand everything that Jesus was teaching them. As I saw this, my heart was laid bare, knowing how selfish I can be at times, how often I end up putting myself first. Yet Jesus came to serve and not to be served. He came to lay his life down for others. And this is the life he calls us to, to celebrate with those who succeed, to mourn with those who mourn, to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, minds and lives and to love our neighbours as ourselves. This is countercultural, but yet it's for life that we're called to. And the only way we can do this is to, to lose our self-centeredness, to take our eyes off ourselves and to fix them on him. This doesn't mean we ignore life and what's going on. But Philippians 4 says this, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
We are to respond to our anxieties by lifting our eyes to Jesus, by thanking him for all he's done for us, fixing our eyes on the hope we have in him. Then we bring our prayers, our supplications before him with confidence, knowing that he hears us, trusting him, knowing that this doesn't mean that we we won't have hardship or, or trouble. As we know, Jesus tells us that whilst being in the world, we will have these things. But he says, you may know my peace in these times because he is with us and he is for us. We have our hope ultimately in him. Jesus has given us his peace. He's prepared the way so we can live in his peace. It comes with lifting our eyes to him, not being self-centered, not being self-focused, but looking to God, loving him and those around us. Then our lives will be built upon the rock of Christ Jesus and he will guard our hearts and minds with perfect peace. Yes, he will guard them. It's a proactive thing that he will do for us. This peace is on offer to all of us. The question is, will you put your faith and trust in him? No matter where you are at, will you lift your gaze to him uh, for the first time or afresh this morning, trusting in him? Will you taste and see that the Lord is good? As Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. So it's a decision, let not your hearts be troubled, but believe in God believe also in him. Let us pray. Jesus, I thank you that you went, that you left your disciples. Lord, you went the way of the cross. Lord, to pave the way, to prepare a place for us in our Father's house, that we may know you that where we were enemies of you, living for ourselves. What you've done on the cross has made it that we may have peace with you, peace with God. That, that the divide that was there also between Jew and Gentiles, between, between, um, between us humans, Lord, that divide, Lord, has also been healed, that we may have peace with each other. And also that we may have peace in our hearts. Lord, we thank you for shalom. We thank you for peace. This peace, your peace that you give us, Lord. It's not just a peace that you create in us, but you actually impart your peace to us. You impart yourself to us. Lord, this peace that is beyond understanding because it is a peace that we may know even in the hardest of times. We may know your peace and your presence in our lives. We just say, come and reveal yourselves afresh to us this, this day, O oh God. Let us know your peace. Help us to keep our eyes fixed upon you, trusting in you, in the hope we have in you for all eternity, for what you have done for us. We praise you and thank you, God, for you are the ruler over all. You are the mighty God, and yet you choose to dwell in us and with us and work through us. We thank you, God. Let your name be glorified in us, we pray. Amen.